You're not too tired, are you, Andy? Oh, no, I slept on the plane. Good, then that means we can start the Godfather Minute. My name is Alex Robinson. And I'm Andy Robinson. And together we're the Godfather Godfather Minute. Minute. This is a podcast. Now, okay, let me explain this. It's kind of complicated. We look, we take a minute of the movie. Uh Uh-huh. And we talk about that minute for usually racks up being like 20 minutes or so, 25 yeah, about minutes. 20 minutes or now, so. The show is not a minute long. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make that clear. You understand that, right? I understand that. Okay, good, good. Yeah, so today we're discussing uh, Minuto Numero 35. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm so proud that you tried to do it on your own. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. That's the sign that you're, what is it, a little bird? They push the, push yeah, the bird off the wing. Yeah, you're very close. 30? 30. Cinque. 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 Minuto. Minuto. Wait. Minuto numero. Two, I can't remember. Trenta. Trenta cinque. 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 Uh-huh. Trenta cinque. Mm-hmm. That's it. The you, bounty hunter. Cinca trinque. Is that a bounty hunter? Any weird sounding thing you can turn oh, into you really a, can. Bounty, right. a bounty, bounty and, hunter and, and, any, and any number can sound like a uh, stormtrooper ID number. Yeah, or, right? or a robot, yeah. Yeah. Robot, so. Anyway, yeah, so we're talking about minute 35 of The Godfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, some great stuff coming up here. Um, if you recall, last week it ended on a real cliffhanger with, uh, we saw, with, Someone's we saw Waltz's bed all covered in blood, mm-hmm. and now we're not sure it's blood because we don't know what it could have. It could be, it could have been ketchup, red wine, uh, jelly, perhaps <laughs> strawberry marmalade <laughs> that he that he that he prepared in his rolling estate. <laughs> <laughs> totally, it could be any of those things. But in this minute, we find out the first thing we see in minute thirty-five is him pulling back the blanket, and we see the severed head of a of cartoon. 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 Who's oh. going to put him at the stud? Oh, no, not anymore. <laughs> you see, never know when life, what things life's going to be. Would you say this is the, probably the, the most famous scene of the movie? Yes. Yeah, I'm rating it five stars. Oh, you're rating it five rating stars? Five stars. Even the, wow. And I'm going to drop the mic and I'm going to walk away. What? Where are you going? Right, Come I'll back. See, see you. Oh, man. I can say you did my own. Countdown. Countdown. <laughs> are we doing the countdown? Cannoli countdown? Sure, why not? <laughs> How many minutes left? How many minutes left? We're doing the countdown. How many minutes? Left? How many minutes left, Alex? How many minutes left? Um, well, minute thirty-five. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it's twenty-five minutes. So that would put us at minute sixty, right? Oh yeah, you're one, you're one off. Oh, sixty-one? No, it, it happens in uh, Paul. You don't see Paulie no more. Beginning minute minuto fifty-nine. Minuto cinque. I don't know how to say 50 yet. Okay, yeah. That. Wow, 22. We only have 25, 24 more minutes. 24 more minutes. of uh, Until uh, until we, we say goodbye to Polly. That's it. Does that mean that every scene we see Polly before then or he's referenced, that, that'll be bumped up a star in our ratings? You think Polly deserves a star for himself? Yeah, okay. I'll give Polly an extra star. 
He's he's barely in it, so sure. <laughs> Just because we know he's going to be gone. Yeah. And we've built up his demise. Well, anyway, we'll save that. We'll, as you okay. say, that the scene where they're driving around New York with Paulie in the car mm-hmm. might not be the best. Well, we'll see how it, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. Know, yeah. But, uh, but, uh, anyway, so yeah, let's get back to the most famous scene in the whole movie. The horse's head cutting I, off. I really think it's the, the most iconic. It's the most famous scene in the movie. Yeah. And one of the more iconic images in the Godfather trilogy. Yes, exactly. I uh, When I was in college, I uh, had to do an assignment where we... Uh, I don't remember exactly what the assignment was, but I had not seen The Godfather yet. Whoa. But I drew a picture of like a uh, like a elf, like a fairy type elf, you know, like a shoemaker type elf. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was reacting with horror because there was a severed head of a unicorn in his in his bed. Oh, funny. Like it's, uh, and I hadn't seen the Godfather at the time. So even though I knew that, that there was a horse. Uh, wow. you know, had, had and so you drew, you drew that as just a parody of that. Yeah. Yeah. I drew a picture of a that. fairy looking all oh, like, scared. That's so funny. And so on. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Proves how famous it was. And uh, you may not have known, known it at the time, but the unicorn dying in the elves universe is comparable to Khartoum dying in Waltz's universe because they're really one-of-a-kind beings. Yeah. Isn't there only one unicorn? I don't know. Or there was only one unicorn. <laughs> yeah, now there's none unicorns. There had to be more than one. Are you Why? just saying it's a magical creature that lives on forever? I don't know. I don't know much about unicorns, but yeah. I always heard that they that it or they are not common. They're definitely very rare. Mm. Um so, but I don't know. There must be more than just the one, though, because if it dies, then that would be the end of it. That'd so, be the end. Anyway, we'll have to ask. We'll, once they start the last unicorn minute, we'll ask them for their, yeah. their expert opinion. Although, although this this conversation makes me wonder, would would the Don have sent a stronger message if he had a unicorn's head cut off in Walt's bed? That would be a really. <laughs> I guess it'd be very mixed signals. He'd be like, "What is this?" A- <laughs> Walt starts screaming, "No, no!" Wait, what? Whoa, what is this thing? <laughs> Cartoon didn't have a horn. I found a unicorn on my bed. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're already yeah. going back to Walt. <laughs> yeah, I ain't no wood elf. <laughs> I ain't no pixie. <laughs> um, 17 seconds of Walt screaming. Whoa, did you clock it? Well, you know, we're watching it on the... Oh, when yeah. you do only a minute, it's pretty oh, easy man. to... Uh, so, uh, That's crazy. Yeah, because Francis Ford... So we do want to talk about the behind-the-scenes stuff, or... Do you want to talk about the move, the stuff in the book, or do we want to talk about the making of the scene first? Let's talk about it all. Okay, let's talk about it all. I, I can do so. I can start. Well, let's start with the, the book then. Okay. Well, let's start with the production notes. So, Alex, I, I've told you previously that I got my hands on Francis Ford Coppola's secret production notes. Wow. I'm going to try to come up with some music for that. Okay. What would be a good secret theme? Uh, secret music theme. I hear a clock ticking, maybe. Yeah, definitely like like a tension, like someone sneaking into an office to try to steal, <laughs> uh, break into a safe or something. Oh, a creaky door. Yeah, totally. So Coppola wrote in his production notes in the on the side of this this part, uh, what he referring to Waltz, screams out loud, and loud is in all caps and underlined three times. <laughs> he doesn't write about the length of the scream, but... Oh, right. Yeah. So there's some interesting stuff that Puzo writes about in the book. Okay. So uh, here we go. Puzo writes, It had the shape of a horse's head. Still groggy, Waltz reached and flicked on the night table lamp. 
The shock of what he saw made him physically ill. It seemed as if a great sledgehammer had struck him on the chest. His heartbeat jumped erratically and he became nauseous. His vomit spluttered on a thick bear rug. Oh, they didn't do that far. On a thick bear rug. Yeah. Even even cooler. So wait, the book is different than the movie? Because he didn't throw up in in the movie. The book is different than the movie. Okay. The book is different than the movie. The book is different than the movie. The book is different. The book is different. The book is different than the movie. Putz also writes, Waltz was struck by a purely animal terror, and out of that terror, he screamed for his servants. Loud. Uh huh. <laughs> Loud. His maniacal raving alarmed the butler, who called Waltz's personal physician and his second in command at the studio, but Waltz regained his senses before they arrived. Wait, so the, the butler heard screaming. Did the butler then go in the room, or did the butler just go, well, I better call the doctor? He, he, I don't know what's going on in there, but I better call a doctor. It doesn't say the butler went into the room, but he just <laughs> heard the screaming. <laughs> That's well, well Walt screamed for his servants. Yeah, but they and, didn't go they, in. I guess uh, they don't say, but his maniacal <laughs> raving alarmed the butler. Uh, probably, maybe he did go in. Yeah. But this and, could be this could be the kind of thing that happens like once a week or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? He just wakes up so, screaming. Yeah. Like, oh, i got to get a sedative from the doctor. <laughs> yeah. He wakes up screaming, ah, I, I can't be made to look ridiculous. <laughs> That's on another day. <laughs> what else would he scream when waking up? Uh, like, <laughs> I, I ain't no band, no. <laughs> I'm not a band, man. <laughs> what what yeah. about, uh, ch- check him out, check him out, check him out. <laughs> <laughs> the way we're saying, I almost because it was like he's waking up from a nightmare. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> heroin, marijuana, union troubles. <laughs> of course, he's only screaming out stuff that we see in yeah. the music. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> Acting lessons, da- dancing lessons, singing lessons. <laughs> you appreciate beauty, don't you, Tom? <laughs> So the so the uh, the butler calls the uh, calls the doctor and the and, second and in command, the second the command at the studio. Do you yeah. think the second in command is the guy that Waltz earlier had Hagen checked out? Remember he said check him out. I feel like that's probably more like Waltz's like personal assistant uh, than okay. I assume the second in command would have better thing would have more important things yeah. to do than look up some gooba yeah. uh, thug. So uh, it'd be like Waltz's Hagen. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Butzo continues to write. He had been profoundly shocked. What kind of man could destroy an amount and destroy an animal worth six hundred thousand dollars without a word of warning, without any negotiation to have the act its order countermanded? That's hmm. kind of strange. That Walt. I mean, I know he's freaking out right now. He's not really thinking straight. But the thought that there had not been a, a counter offer. Well, I guess in his world, like. The, the, Waltz's world in, in, the, in the, world, the world of Waltz <laughs> in Waltz world uh, you know Tom made an offer and he's like now get the hell out of here now in Waltz's world that probably means like okay they'll come back with a different um, counter offer and they'll uh, you know mm-hmm. do something like that so, so I'm sure to him this is like what you went right to Defcon 5 instead <laughs> of like there being more negotiations yeah so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. exactly uh, for by this time, Waltz had learned that the okay, uh, the ruthlessness, the sheer disregard for any values implied a man who considered himself completely his own law, 
even his own God. Oh, Father. <laughs> he is the Godfather. <laughs> yeah, I ain't no Godfather. <laughs> yeah. A little more interesting detail. And a man who backed up this kind of will with the power and cunning that held his own stable security force of no account. <laughs> so he's the stable security force that couldn't even hold him back. For by this time, Waltz had learned that the horse's body had obviously been heavily drugged before someone leisurely hacked the huge triangular head off with an axe. Wow, with an axe? Yeah. The men on, new, on night duty claimed that they had heard nothing. To Waltz, this seemed impossible. They could be made to talk. They had been bought off, and they could be made to tell who had done the buying. Mm. Now, does the book say who did it? No, they don't go into it. Really? Nope. No. Uh, I think they just leave that alone. Uh, uh, isn't it Luca Brazzi? Don't they send? Doesn't he send Luca Brazzi to do it? No, I think we just joked about that, didn't we? In the in the, all the sources I've said said Luca Brazzi oh, is the one. I think yeah. in that scene he says, "I'll oh, send." We're going to have Luca take care of it. I thought there was oh, a scene. Gosh, where I don't he, remember that. Where in that in that cut scene where he was talking about like, "Oh, does he have, forget about it and all that?" I think he's oh, like, oh, yeah. "I'm going to send Luca to go." Oh, okay. He's going to send Luca to go cut that horse's head off. But uh, which is funny because I because it always just seems strange to imagine. I don't picture Luca being that kind of a sneaky. Mm-hmm. Sneaking and give a horse drugs, and he always just seemed much more just like <laughs> yeah. raw power, like you know, a guy who you just want to go in there and just kill, go and kill, kill and get like out. That. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I can't. I can see him. I can't. I can't see him getting the prescription correct. The drugs, <laughs> like, uh, don't call me out. Yeah, uh, uh, morphine. <laughs> Or maybe like someone else said, oh, here, before you do it, give the horse these pills. You know what I mean? Like a a doctor that uh, surely they have a doctor on staff. Sure. Yeah. The Godfather. Heck yeah. Of course, Uh, uh, Luca got it confused and he thought the doctor's telling him to take the drug. So he he (laughs) fell asleep in the stable for five days in the stable (laughs) because it was strong morphine. And then he's like, guys, don't tell anybody about this. And he paid him off. So they wouldn't do it. Well, Luca is good with an axe. (laughs) <laughs> that is the, As Hagen will later report. Yeah. Um, oh, one more part about this. Yeah, I have another question about that too. Oh, okay. Uh, and then Puto wrote how how Walt is just blown away that that like you said, Don Corleone would go to DefCon four or five. Puzzo writes, there couldn't be any kind of world if people acted that way. It was insane. It was 10 times worse than communism. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's a little dated there. <laughs> so like, because if, if this was in, uh, in, in, if this was in Soviet Russia, there'd be 10 horses heads in your oh, right that's Oh, no, wait, this is 10 times worse. So there'd be one tenth of a horse. One tenth of a horse, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's why it's worse. There'd be like 30 pounds of horse meat playing <laughs> in the vet. Well, that's why it's worse because one tenth of horse meat, you can't share that with a lot of people oh, in a communist true, yeah. world. It's not a lot of meat to go around. <laughs> that's true. Um, well, well, so does it say where the horse's head is? In the, in the bed? In the book? Um, far down at the foot of his bed was a familiar shape, and Walt stru- struggled up on his elbows to get a clearer look. Because uh, I think it's, I think it, the horse is not supposed to be in the bed with him. I think it's supposed to be like at the foot of his bed on the floor. 
Oh, really? Well, because they say that Francis Ford Coppola kind of misinterpreted it and put the horse's head in the bed. Mm-hmm. But he also wanted oh, the blood to be in the bed yeah. so that you, first you weren't sure whether this yeah. was his blood or, or uh, yeah, that- tomato sauce or, <laughs> or the horse's head or... Uh, wine, know. more wine, Polly. Yeah, totally. Uh, or you know, maybe one of the servants... So it definitely uh, would have been different if he had gotten up and the bird trips over it. Well, he slips on the blood and his head lands face face to face with cartoon. Like looking staring right eye to eye. Wow, that would be And then the camera pan and then you think it's cartoon actually in the room. Oh yeah. The camera zooms out and you see it's just the head. <laughs> Next to the bear's head on the bearskin rug. That's true. Yeah, those are turning into like a Noah's Ark. Of a... <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Francis Ford Coppola didn't he didn't like the scene and and he wouldn't have included it. Really? But he felt like it was such a big part of the novel that he's like people will be disappointed if it's not in there. Is there any information about why he disapproved of the scene? I think generally the violence, he didn't like it. Hmm. I think he was trying to go for a more high-minded kind of like, oh, it's all about the family drama and that kind of stuff, not about the the more like lurid elements like yeah. the, the you know, her giant vagina and the horse's head being cut off and yeah. all that kind of like more like guttery kind of stuff. Oh, interesting. So, um, well, he struck seemed to strike the right balance Yeah, in the course of the whole film, right. just enough. Um, they originally were going to use a fake horse, the fake horse's head. They were going to use they, yeah. Fake? They tried. They tried using just like a like a stuffed horse head. Okay. Obviously, with like not like a not like a toy horse head, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, like a uh, like a taxidermied head. Uh-huh. But it just didn't look real. So like, we got to get a real horse's head. Uh, so they yeah. contacted a uh, pet food company. What? And said, you know, they're like, well, we kill horses all the time. So if you want one of these heads, and so they they oh my God. picked one that matched. A lot of people think there's a mistake because you can't see Cartoon's trademark white. If you remember oh, the scene, Cartoon yeah. has like a white thing on his oh, forehead, right, yeah. and this horse doesn't seem to have it. But they they think it's just because there's blood on it, so you can't really oh, see. Because yeah. I guess the horse they picked one that had a white stripe on it to try to make it look like. A, wow, cool! So it was just a this pet store, this local pet store. What do you mean? Or I'm sorry, the company that provided the horse's head? Yeah, it was just like a, a company that makes dog food. Yeah, 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 yeah. That they in oh, New Jersey somewhere. And so, why would they have horses? Because they use it in the dog food. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, I'll read the. Uh, it's the, crazy that the, a dog food company would have a six hundred thousand dollar horse. <laughs> I bet Russian stars don't pay that much for dog. <laughs> yeah. So this is what. Uh, so uh, a lot of people were, you know, upset about this horse's head thing, mm-hmm. and they, you know. It's like that thing in movies where you can show a hundred people getting killed, but if you show someone like kick a dog, that's oh, like, yeah. oh, <laughs> oh yeah. it's more. So Francis Ford Coppola said, uh, there were many people killed in that movie, but everyone worries about the horse. It was the same on the set when the head arrived that upset crew members who were animal lovers who like little doggies. What they didn't what they didn't know is that we got the head from a pet food manufacturer who slaughters two hundred horses a day just to feed those little doggies. <laughs> so like the hypocrisy wow. of like, you know, uh, that two hundred horses a day. Di- director, you and I live in the same hip- <laughs> you and I live in the same hypocrisy, Senator. 
He's like, that's the dog food manufacturer. <laughs> We're both part of the same vodka. So, yeah. So, I wonder if that was an accurate. First of all, do they uh, still put horse meat? I guess they probably do. They probably do, yeah. Like, you and I, we're both, we both have pets, but we get like the high end. Like, we get the high end. Know, stuff. This is all like, you know, farm yeah. raised, organic. Oh, yeah. You know, cruelty free stuff. Yeah, and it's and like stuff soy like, chicken. Yeah, soy chicken. It's like soy horse. Soy horse, yeah. <laughs> um,. Yeah, so, so that's crazy. A pet food company and uh, caro syrup with food coloring mm. is how they did the blood. Mm-hmm. And good um, old caro syrup and food coloring. <laughs> yeah, and the, so they said that the scene took four hours to shoot, wow. and so by the end, the whole thing was just like soaked in that oh, caro yeah. syrup. And the guy who played Waltz was like, "Oh, I can still see it." <laughs> oh, really? Afterwards, yeah, yeah. I guess he had to spend four hours in the bed with this oh, severed man. horse. Head. <laughs> He's still washing it out. <laughs> yeah, that hot set. You're like, that can't be. That can't be. Yeah, yeah. All the dogs are all the door. All. <laughs> they want to come in. Do you think Waltz, the character for several weeks, had like the blood stains on his in his house and sheets and on his cl- on that? Well, you think that probably suit. soaked through to like the mattress yeah, too. So yeah, I'm sure his mattress. Although with Waltz, he probably had like rubber sheets on under there. <laughs> oh, it's getting into some nasty oh, stuff. He's getting old. <laughs> So uh, yeah, that's the uh, that's the horse bit. Interesting. I have a little bit more about the horse. Okay. In the book, uh, cartoon, cartoon. As we talked about, I think it was the last minute. So back in New York, Hagen is in his office and he gets a call and he's expecting it to be Waltz. A Waltz, but it's but it's Bonacera who yeah. thanks him for doing the oh, job. Right, yeah. yeah. But then later, uh, Puto- <laughs> Bonacera is the one who provided the horse head. <laughs> Wait, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Well, that, maybe that's one of the favors that Hagen asked him. Oh, I need you to dispose of the body. Oh, the <laughs> <laughs> they ship it all the way back from the Hollywood to, to New York. Just Luke, to well, Luke is trying to ride it back or like tug it back. Or you know, they probably did. They probably went to Hollywood, mm-hmm. brought the horse back. Oh yeah, cut the head off there, and then just brought the head back to yeah, Hollywood. That's probably, that's much more easy. Yeah, because you can lead a horse to New York. But, but not it and lead its head back home. That's that's that old saying. Like <laughs> Puto writes. So Hagen gets another call. Hagen worked quickly and efficiently for the next three for the next three hours, consolidating earning reports from the Don's real estate company, his olive oil importing business, and his construction firm. None of them were doing well, but with the war over, they should all become rich producers. He had almost forgotten the Johnny Fontaine problem when his secretary told him, Cal- Cal- California's calling. He felt a little thrill of anticipation as he picked up the phone and said, Hagen here. The voice that came over the phone was unrecognizable with hate and passion. You fucking bastard, Walt screamed. I'll have you all in jail for a hundred years. I'll spend every penny I have to get you. I'll get that Johnny Fontaine's balls cut off. Do you hear me, you guinea fuck? Wow. Hagen said kindly, I'm German-Irish. Also, they just took the same stuff and put it. Yeah, in the that's early. his go-to line. Yeah. Or does he just repeat the same I thing? I think he repeated it. Really? I think, yeah, I think he, that's his go-to line. <laughs> I think when he, gets, when he gets nervous or excited, he just that's what he says. <laughs> there was a long pause and then a click of the phone being hung up. Hagen smiled. Not once had Waltz uttered a threat against Don Corleone himself. Genius had its rewards. Wait. Who's the genius in that? Don Corleone. The Don Corleone. Yeah, for okay. having pulled it. Uh, and then the, the last bit about the horse, because I know we want to move on to something else. It's the most famous scene. It is. 
Uh, Walt's good. So it's back in California. Walt's let the doctor give him a very mild sedation. And then uh, the servants and the doctor were sworn to secrecy on pain of incurring the studios and Walt's undying enmity. Word was given to the press that the racehorse Khartoum had died of an illness contracted during his shipment from England. Orders were given to bury the remains in a secret place on the estate. Oh, man. you got to bury a horse? That yeah. took forever to dig that hole. Well, you don't have the head, so it takes a little less longer. <laughs> oh, you, think they, you don't think they buried the head, too? What do they do with the head? Mounted on the oh. wall? That was my old horse cartoon. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess you bury it all together. Oh, that's sad. So, wait, what, it's more sad that his head was buried, too? No, this is the whole thing. Oh. I'm really just reflecting on the whole thing. It's sad. Yeah. Just all for Johnny Fontaine. Yeah. Well, it's it's uh, Waltz's fault. He could, he he's the one who really made this happen. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. if he just given him the part, he should he just give him the part. Earning millions and uh, cartoon would be screwing his way up and down <laughs> the East Coast. <laughs> Little did, did he know it by giving Johnny the part, he put Johnny out the stud. <laughs> and Coppola wrote in his production notes next to this part where uh, Waltz comes up with this plan to bury mm-hmm. him and, and make up this story that he can't afford to look ridiculous. Oh, so that's he, nice. He references that again. <laughs> oh, I was trying to think if there are other scenes, other parodies of this scene. Oh, in, there has to have been, right? Yeah, I'm sure there are. The only one that springs to mind is they did one on The Simpsons where, where uh, Lisa got a pony. Mm-hmm. And she wakes up because the pony's laying in her bed, and first she's all, ah, but then the horse, then it's actually alive because oh. she's riding it around. But you know, they use that same like slow pan in. And, oh, cool. And, uh, so uh, I'm trying to think of any other ones. Though. There was one I saw years. This is probably 40 years ago when I saw yeah. I saw a drawing that someone had made in her house. There was a like a pixie wood elf, and there was a unicorn in the bed. Was it one of the best drawings you've ever seen? It was okay. Oh, it sounds great. It seemed like someone early on in their career, but it was very creative. <laughs> Um, I'm sure it's been parodied. Maybe that you know. Let's look that up for the bonus content. Totally. Oh, we asked, and we, we well, we're not answering yet. <laughs> we'll wait till we answer to do that one. Uh, you know what we also got to do for a bonus content sometimes? What's that? This will require a little bit more planning on our part. Is we have to start watching like uh, parodies of Godfather movies. Oh yeah, like there's that one uh, Mafia, Mafia, yeah. Exclamation it's point. Funny. There's one uh, the Freshman. The freshman, yeah, and there's one with um, it's it's almost like mafia, but it's like the son of a of a. Uh, the, Pritzi's honor is no, it? no. This one's more like a like a like a Zucker Brothers airplane oh, type parody. Oh, oh gosh. Anyway, so these are the kind of things we'll have to start uh, start looking up. If you know of any good parodies we should watch, uh, drop us an email, godfatherminute at gmail.com. gmail.com. And you can actually, you, don't, you can use that to contact us about anything, not yeah. just the... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, okay. Oh, well, great scene. Yeah, anything else uh, about the horse? I'm sure no. it'll, it'll come back up again. Yeah. We're going to miss Jack Waltz, though. Definitely. And Cartoon, yeah. yeah. That's the last we see of Waltz. And Cartoon, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So then we have a great, we, it fades from Jack Waltz going, ah, 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 to the, to the Don looking cool as a cucumber. And then he even like shrugs his eyebrows like, well, they could have, they could have bargained. That's yeah. what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Which I really love that. I the, made him an offer. That eye, that shrug. Oh, well. <laughs> I made him an offer and he refused. Yeah. <laughs> um, they also bet on against 
Especially you bet in the north for the next race that cartoon was going to race in. Oh, yeah. little, but he wasn't going to race because they were just going to put him out to studs. So. Yeah. Um, all right, then. So, so yeah, now we have the conversation between um, the Don and uh, mm-hmm. his uh, his two son, his son and his concierge, mm-hmm. his heir apparent and his concierge. Yeah. Fredo not invited to the meeting. No. Fredo not there. Michael not there. We assume there, Michael would interested. be there because yeah. he's not, at this point, he's not involved. But Fredo. No, no. <laughs> stepped over. Those are those are in uh, Tom's notes. Yeah. You know, he's referring to his notes yeah. when he's talking to Sonny and the Godfather. Is the top one is uh, Fredo, not invited, stepped over. <laughs> A stamp that says "stepped over." <laughs> You've been stepped over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to work on that sound effect. <laughs> Wait, is this one of those things that like Tom has with like a sound that has like one of those yeah. things where you press a button? It's, it's a like button. you suck, you suck. Stepped over. Oh, yeah. well, I think it, I think I'm going to nightclub, nightclub. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to have it so it goes. You've been stepped over, and then you hear a, I'm, I'm smart, like fading out in the background. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they sit down and, uh, Tom says he just, uh, he just got in from the plane mm-hmm. and he um, slept on the plane. He's not tired. Yeah. And, uh, so he, he has, he has the, the Salazzo files, yeah. <laughs> which he takes out of his uh, briefcase. And I'm surprised that he would have all this written down. Well, there's a little bit about that in the book. Wait a minute. It's true. Hey, uh, Puzo wrote Hagen's notes were quote, in no way incriminating. Uh, Merely cryptic reminders to make sure he touched on every important detail. Yeah. End quote. I wrote down if he was using codes and it like, yeah. you know, let's call him the Turk instead of, instead of Salazzo in these papers yeah. and so on. <laughs> Maybe what you and I should do, Alex, is yeah. write down some code icons and symbols mm-hmm. that, that uh, basically a, a reproduction of Tom's notes for oh, this meeting. Oh, totally. What the codes would look like. <laughs> That'd be a cool t-shirt design. Yeah. <laughs> be a, there'd be a knife <laughs> with a big check mark next to it. That's what's like doodles that he did yeah. like while he's in a yeah. meeting. Okay, yeah. No, he right. did it on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't have uh, movies or anything like that. It's on so. the napkin from the, <laughs> the bar bag. He's writing his notes on the back of the bar bag. Um, oh, but it did remind me that we have to do, talk more about the Godfather newspaper idea. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, so, uh, definitely. Yeah. So he starts, uh, Tom starts reading through his notes and um, the first thing he says, oh, is he's the Turk. They ever, he calls him the Turk. They call him the Turk. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a top narcotics man <laughs> and he's very good with a knife. That's yeah. one of the first things Tom says is he's very good with a knife. Yeah, isn't that funny? What do you think that's a, like, is it just because it's an old Sicilian thing that the first thing you have to establish is that the person is a, is a fighter? It might be, yeah. So how would, they, if they were talking about the Don, what would they say about him? Would they be like, oh gosh, he's, his well, we know move that- is to wrap a, a gun in a towel. And shoot somebody. <laughs> He's prone to do that. Because that's be something that he yeah. has to do personally do. You know what I mean? It's not like So he, this would be like Barzini's. Oh, no, this is Salazzo's consigliere filling him in on Don yeah, Corleone. He's yeah. like, oh, he's, yeah, he's good with a... It's called the Don. He's yeah. great with a cake. <laughs> he's great with a cake. He's great with a, uh, a homemade um, silencer. Yeah, totally. Um, well, we know. Well, he's he ain't no band leader. Wait, he's not a van leader? Or? That's what Salazzo's consigliere would tell Salazzo oh, about that, Don Corleone. That Don Corleone. Yeah. Is a he's not a pushover. You know who they uh you know who they he's can't good. you know who they don't say that about is Who's um is uh, Frankie Five Angels. 
Because they're like, oh, what he's not mean? a band lead. Oh, wait, he does lead the band very briefly oh. in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's all crossed off on the list. That's how you know it's like an omen that he oh, leads the band. Oh, yeah, that he, he can like get to him. Something bad's oh, going to happen. That's great. <laughs> Everyone thinks it's when you see an orange, someone's going to yeah. die. That's not it. It's all <laughs> that. Back to the band leader. Oh, Puto oh. wrote in the book about the, the knife thing. It's mm-hmm. just a little detail. Yeah. On page 771. Puto wrote, he's very quick with a knife, or was when he was young, ah. end quote. So it makes me wonder how updated his information is. Oh, that's true, yeah. yeah. Or um, has, has he just not had to use a knife recently? Maybe it's updated information. Well, he did go he to, just, he'd spend two times in prison, yeah. so he'd think he would have to be a good uh, good fighter. Yeah. Um, they called him a Turk because he spent a lot of time in Turkey, and he may have a Turkish wife and kids. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know if we, uh, if it's covered in this time, but he, he mentions that he, well, doesn't Tom say he gets the, he make, he gets the, the poppies in Turkey yeah. and then, and then processes them in Sicily. Mm-hmm. So he must spend a lot of time in, uh, in, in Turkey mm-hmm. for, for, for his work. Yeah. Yeah. Does the minute go into all this? I think it does. It doesn't get very far. Um, with, uh, with the Salato background. Yeah, no more. There's m- much more about, uh. Uh, next, yeah. next week's minute. Um, but here's something I noticed for the first time that you mm-hmm. might not notice it. Um, in uh, I didn't notice it until watching it minute by minute when they're describing Salazzo mm-hmm. and um, that he's very good with a knife, but only in matters of business with some sort of reasonable complaint. Yeah. While he's saying that, they you know they cut to the exterior. You see the car. You see the Turk getting out and you know getting yeah, out. Yeah. And right when he's saying that line about oh reasonable complaint. You see there's um, two kids are walking down the street and then another kid jumps out and pushes one of the kids down and then runs away. Yeah, I saw that, too. And it's so that's basically like what happens to the Don and almost in that exact spot. It's like a he gets ambushed and right what he's saying, unless he has a reasonable complaint. So the whole reason Salato does this is because he has the complaint about the not wanting to do business. So you're kind of seeing like a little foreshadowing there in that moment. I wonder if stuff like that is is intentional or not. I mean, watching it here, I was like, oh, that seems like such a cool little detail that you don't notice it until you're watching it. Oh, like that kid pushes another kid down and then runs away. I just thought that was a cool little. uh, Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I noticed that too, but I hadn't thought of the significance of it. Yeah, so uh, and the, the one kid falls down, but gets back up, right? And, and the other and kid is uh, the other kid. Yeah, is uh, yeah. is is just the other kid's Fredo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, other kid is Fredo. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so the um the the minute ends with a mysterious figure climbing the stairs. Mm-hmm. We assume is the Turk, but who knows? Maybe it's Waltz back for revenge. <laughs> Could be carrying the horse's head. <laughs> Did you do this? Throws it on the ground. Uh, yeah, so then the minute ends with uh, the Turk climbing the stairs. It's funny that both last week's minute ended on a cliffhanger, and this week's also ends on like a... On All a, within a minute. Yeah, so... It's an, uh, amazing, the segue. So yeah, we'll have more about the... Uh, we'll discuss more about uh, the Tom Hagen's notes about the Turk uh, yeah. next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, at The Godfather Minute. Uh, we mostly post about the show, but we'll occasionally share fun stuff there. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you go to godfatherminute.com, you can uh, find a link to buy uh, either of our two t-shirts, including mm-hmm. one with our friend Cartoon on it mm-hmm. in his last, uh, last, he's immortalized 
on on cloth forever. It's a great design. Well, thank you. Uh, okay, then. I guess... Um, so we're going to reconvene probably for, for the bonus content, mm-hmm. but for uh, the rest of you... Leave, leave the, the gun, gun and take, take the, the cannoli. cannoli.